Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus episode of This Galorian Life. We figured to celebrate episode 50, we would have a roundtable discussion real quick about uh, what happened in the previous book and what might happen in book three. Yeah, book three is the next one that's coming up. Unless we all die this session, Derek, you haven't considered that option. Yeah, y'all might die, I guess. So, uh, does anybody have any general impressions from the last, it would be 30 episodes or so, starting from when you guys killed that well-well-named boy, Scarnivorous? So what what do you all think about just the general adventure in book two? So that starts when you guys go into the dreamscape, which, by the way, isn't actually in the book. No what? shit, I can tell by the way. <laughs> like you know, in old DVDs when they would have like the uh, when they would have to believe the TV watch, but they were like in lower quality and were kind of faded out and not. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Worked really hard on that. Oh, on what? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Derek, I thought book two, really the whole thing's been good so far, actually. The pacing's fine. Uh, once we cut out the malicious stuff, that probably sped things up quite a bit and made it more interesting, although we are, right now, we're missing out on a free feed. That fucking keep full of Fae, I'm not a fan. I did not enjoy my time there. I did not like the Fae. I did not like the red caps that had big boots and would stomp my ass. Well, I mean, I'm not a fan that it was just me and Sirius in the beginning <laughs> because of Tom Fury that occurred. I was gonna say that wasn't necessary. I think maybe if all of us had been there, the experience would have been better. But like you being a ranged character and me being just like a bad character, it would have. It was just not fun. So I mean, it started with the dream dreamscapes stuff, um, which. <clears throat> might have some implications for book three a little bit. Um, and then you moved to the Fae Fort, and you fought that, that co-red boy. Um, what was his name? Hulk. Yeah. But then, <clears throat> then after that, um, there's a little bit of a change to the party. We uh, introduced a brand new character who also is no longer worth us. Do you want to say anything about uh, that boy Richard? Sam. I for one am glad he's dead. I liked Richard. He's not dead. Oh, he'll be back. There's just five of him now. Violet only got to play Laurel one time. Oh yeah, let's shit on Laurel for like a long time. No, I love playing Laurel. No, Laurel's a fucking I hate Laurel. Well Derek's trying to shoot her into our story, so don't worry. I just hate all paladins. Anybody, any paladin character. Okay, Jacques was the exception because he was. Cool. And yeah, Richard was actually really fun to play. I didn't uh, initially love him, but I grew to, I grew to enjoy playing him, and I'm excited to see what holds or what's in his future. I'll say that. Yeah, man, I gotta optimize Gorgug at some point. He's got some weaknesses. 
Even though he's built for melee, he's still a fucking bard. <laughs> Noah just seems to run into combat against really, really strong shit, too. <laughs> Maybe no. it's more about how you're playing him rather than his build. No, I think it's the low AC, because I think Pathfinder 1 uh, strongly uh, encourages you to make a dex character, because they give no. you tools to do that. Because they type dex. At some point, you can get it to hit, to AC, to damage, and to initiative. It's almost like it checks is really good. Is there a feat that lets you put your strength to your AC? That would be fucking hilarious, but no. And I don't see why not. They could be like, oh yeah, it counts as natural armor because you're so fucking buff. Just try and pierce these fucking muscles, bitch. Exactly. Like iron muscles. I can see, like, a, I mean, don't monks technically do that? Kind of. I think uh, Aldori Duelist and some of those builds get like intelligence to their hit and damage, and maybe to AC. It's not like full one to one, but I liked the Dreamscape stuff, even though like you dropped a fuck ton of hints in the Dreamscape stuff. Like listening back, that just I completely ignored. Um, I mean, I I know my cast members. I knew. You'd ignore all of it. Because while I do not video game uh, on the podcast, if uh, anybody starts like talking about numbers, I just tune out. And sometimes I end up missing other stuff because I've tuned it out. Numbers are Satan. Oh, you're going to hate book three then. But the dream... <laughs> Most of book three happens in a university math classroom. In a what? In a math classroom in a university. Uh, yeah, we you probably need to, to sit down and do militia stuff again. Nah. I think you'll be fine. After after the Fey Fort, you all moved on to the fort with the trolls. And while that one... Oh, yes, the Russian trolls. No, that's just no. our favorite. That was Derek's social commentary. <clears throat> and while while that one didn't last a super long time, <clears throat> I think there was a moment in that series of episodes that was kind of interesting. Um, Wait, is this the, like the trap fort where I like ran away? Yeah, Cyrix runs away. That's yeah. I mean that's something that's kind of been in your character the whole time, and then you had an opportunity. Yeah. Um. So in your mind, uh, if the the golem wouldn't have backed off there, uh, what are you? Where are you going? What are you doing, Cirrus? Um. Honestly, I didn't think that far ahead. I was just thinking, like, if. Like, one, Cyrix is a chaotic neutral character, so, like, she's not going to die doing the heroic thing. And two, like, on a more of, like, a meta level, it'd be really, really bad to have a just a total death of everybody. So, I just got the fuck out of Dodge, and I didn't quite know what was going to happen next, but figured I'd come up with it on the fly because that's what D&D's all about 
It's just an improv class for nerds. So like, I definitely had the motivation for doing it, but I didn't think too far ahead past the motivation. Um, and then, and you all met Laurel, uh, and your uh, opinions on him were very clear. John, I love like, Laurel. I hate him. No, he's a good paladin. He was good for one thing. I don't understand why the party was so averse to Laurel. That's because Derek uses actual in-person voice for him. You gave him a neckbeard voice and, like, made him... <laughs> and Just like keep piling on. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, again, I, I personally find Paladin's... The whole, like, super lawful crusader for your religion is just a really <laughs> boring <laughs> character motivation for me personally. I understand that it works for other people, but I find it boring. Especially when the character is just like a very uh, stereotypical white dude. Yeah, um, and then so after that, you guys finally uh, kind of made it to the big bad fort, and um, I I thought it was kind I thought it was going to be kind of difficult, but uh, in retrospect, you all kind of just like steamrolled your way through, as we tend to do when we make plans. That's when we get fucked up. Unless he goes a broken monster to find who's a giant purple worm, but... There were, I think, two important things, I think, that happened before the big boss when it comes to, like, story. And that's first, um, the episode that, before I edited it and changed the title, was titled Richard Kills a Child. Are we gonna get flagged? I don't remember if you all, like, knew he was evil at that point, but I think that's the... I'm pretty sure we had our suspicions. Uh, he had a talking story. That's never a good sign. Well, that happened in that episode, Jeff. I mean, I knew that he was evil as a person. Like, as a player outside of the game. Because Sam said he wanted to play an evil character. <laughs> but, like, his... Killing a child, like, illustrated the type of evil that he was going for. And then he got that sword, which uh, showed up in the <clears throat> in the last battle. So, that's, that's the course. Um, and then you all uh, met the aforementioned Russian troll. And he showed you stuff that you all knew about and some stuff you also didn't know about. Does anybody have any, like, special takeaways from that period? Why did- I forget. Why did you want us to not murder the Hobgoblin lady? They were fucking. Well, and then we didn't even get her killed. Her fucking wolf killed itself, and we got blamed for it. First of all, it was a cougar. I remember that joke from me. I thought that the dragon killed the cougar along exactly. with Exactly. That's literally what happened. We got blamed. Well... Not, not our fault. Oh, actually, I... 
This is something I've been curious about because I completely blanked on this. Did we ever... So, like, we used that dragon for his new Tuller's book, right? Whatever happened to the troll? Because he, like, what didn't help us in the fight with the dragon. He's off in the yeah, forest, he's like, a fucking asshole. the episode. He... Yeah, he left. Remember, he's like, I'm gonna fuck on out of here. Goodbye, everybody. Like, well, y'all are adventurers, and, uh... I'm a monster, so I know how this ends. Goodbye, everybody! <laughs> so I think I tried to make the joke that, uh... Uh, he was actually the final boss, and then then he just kind of fucked off. He probably will be. I do have to say, I do owe him some feet picks, though. What? Oh, I think he bent to bed at that point. So, like, that episode, like, we each did our little story, and it got to me, and I said some... Or no, I was asking the troll questions, and said something like, we could be pen pals after this, he seemed like a cool dude. And he was like, okay, and I said, if you want nudes, though, they cost money. And Derek was like, well, what about feet pics? And I was like, well, less, but they still cost money. So I need to send that troll some feet pics. And then, and then the boss battle happened, then I guess. Yeah, and then the, the boss battle happened. It's the most significant thing that's happened in the podcast so far. <laughs> happened in that process. Uh, Will, do you have anything to say on that? Fuck you, Derek, you sneaky bitch. Greg was a good man. He deserved better. That's he deserved to die. I don't feel he was quite to the point where he didn't deserve a redemption arc for his horrible racism. What was horrible about it? Racism is bad. That's the lesson, Jeff. Fuck goblins. Yeah, they all racists get murdered by dragons. If if Disney has taught me anything, it's that racists get taken out by dragons. I liked Greg as a character. I know I've told you this before, but like, I think it was cool that like, everyone always has like a super tragic D and D backstory about how they don't have like any connections in their life, uh, or like you know they're estranged from a family member or something. And, like, Greg was just, like, a normal dude who had a wife and two kids and is just, like, fighting for his town. And you don't see that as, like, a character a lot. I was really interested whenever Derek's like, I want somebody to have a family. And I was like, family? (laughs) I mean, I'm personally just glad that Derek didn't just kill off all my children and, like, the first battle. <laughs> Although we did have an agreement that my children and wife were going to be my backup characters, which luckily... I had you worried there for a little while, though, didn't I? Yeah, it's true. Like, it got really <laughs> dicey. Like, we thought there was going to be some early child murder. We had to wait for that, though. <laughs> it makes it taste better on the back end. <clears throat> the lesson in that one is that the PCs are the ones murdering children. Speaking well, of which, twisted, like Scarnivorous is like just trying to like do like a metronome harvesting scheme. Uh, if you all could have changed anything from the way we approached book two or what happened in book two, what do you time, think you do? Try not to die, mostly. Well, that was going to happen. I mean, yeah, that's a good strategy, Derek. You sneaky bitch. <laughs> 
Uh, Fucking invisible dragon, my ass. He, he wasn't invisible, he just was in the darkness. Um, change what we did in book two? Well, not necessarily change what you did, just what do you think could have been handled better, received better, done differently? I would have, uh, I would have preferred if we, uh, if we had not got our paladin murdered. I felt pretty bad after that. I know Laurel wasn't the most popular in our group, but I don't think he deserved to just get fucking murdered off screen. Uh, that was yeah. the same Ames choice. Murked by Richard. Who then disappeared and we didn't have a chance to... We didn't get our revenge on Richard. Well, I guess maybe that can happen in the future, but I was very... Up- Greg was upset. Laura was upset. I mean, Laura didn't really know him, but like he was, a, he was, you know, a lawful good paladin. He wasn't a follower of Eris still, so that kind of put him lower on the... Ooh, I'm a, I, I like deer and stuff. Fucking Cabela's Paladin. What? Cabela's Paladin. Hell yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, or I guess since we didn't really do one of these for book one anything, you would have done differently. Or wanted me to do differently all the way through. Uh, I guess... End of book one, like the Scarnivorous fight, we probably definitely should have planned that better. We were very lucky and managed to like steamroll our way through it. But there were some moments As you where do. Yeah, Greg almost died in that one too. I live, I die, I live again. I don't I think book two went well. I think we, as a group, hit our stride a little bit better than we were in book one. Like, early on in book one, we were still learning rules and trying to figure out the characters and <clears throat> working with, like, sounds and editing issues that we had never dealt with. By the way, I'm slowly working on remastering some of those episodes, so some of the quieter ones at the beginning will be fixed soon. But I think, I think we got good in book two. I started to be able to introduce a little bit more significant long-term plot issues, which kind of come out in the uh, stuff that Gavin ran for us a little bit. I mean, there's a lot for me to uh, put on the table from that, and it will slowly be happening. Uh, a little bit of it actually happens in episode 50. It wasn't until, like one of the episodes that we, like, released recently that we decided to start the council thing to solve ongoing issues of only having a couple people. So, like, I wish we had that earlier because, yeah, we, like, what William said about having, you know, just me and him breaking into a fey fort with really no possible way of doing well. If we'd had more party members, that would have been helpful. So, like, if we had either skipped episodes or skipped weeks or or had counsel earlier, I think that would have been cool. But I'm glad that we have it now. Say what you will about Marvel movies, but they did give us counsel for Goog. What are you guys 
<clears throat> excited about book three? Um, what kind of things do you like? What kind of like general questions do you want to explore with your individual characters or the plot line? Like, what don't you know that you would like to know? Uh, Gorgu has this ongoing fight against uh, ED. He has to settle, but. Oh, I can fix that for you. I mean, yeah, so you know, like, the general idea, <clears throat> like, you know, you're going to a town called Long Shadow, and there's some places called Redborough and Rajas Hollow that are points of interest. Um, but you don't know. Like, what's going to happen at Long Shadow? You don't know what's happening in the Hollow Hills. I do think it would be very funny if at some point Gorgug and Laura had a, had a moment. This is Gorgug's the bull in this marriage. That would be very beautiful. Uh, well, do you guys have any more? I mean, we're running a little bit short on time for how long I wanted this to be. Um, so, do you guys have any final thoughts? And then we'll move on to some quick, quick listener mail. Listener mail? Listener mail. I mean, like, any any, any final thoughts? Like, goals you have in general for, like, the show? Goals uh, for your characters? I've got two. Just One anything. is, I'm super glad that we continue to do this every yeah. week, and we've done it for more than a year now, and that's super exciting. Wonderful. And I hope that we don't give up on that. My goal for series is to make it to the end and uh, somehow get my girlfriend back. It's literally all I want. <laughs> the ultimate goal, save girlfriend. I, for one, am looking forward to playing a strong murder woman. <laughs> Arcane, uh, final thoughts. So you know who plays DD, Arcane Duels is good, but uh, make sure you, you min-max it. Or take it for an Intimidate build, because uh, that's oddly easy to do in this game. Yeah, that, that gets kind of frustrating sometimes. Uh, actually, you just play a fighter it. instead, so you just pick up every Intimidate feat, like skill, focus, or skill... Uh, of course, gets your uh, dazzling display. It never really just fucked Derek's life up. Uh, so let's move on to listener mail. I think we only have time for one. Uh, <clears throat> Twitter user Crimson Urn asks, "What are your ideas for Pathfinder Third Edition?" Uh, I've got a couple ideas. One, ban all paladins. Two. More sexy ladies. Three. Get rid of this whatever chart that floats around there that says that only certain races can breed with other races. No, it all goes together. I want to see what happens when a dragon and a halfling has a baby. Oh no, dragons can't fuck everything, Sam. So you need to read that chart. <laughs> okay, I want to see what happens when an orc and a halfling have a baby. Think of like the tiny little orc baby, though. <laughs> I like Pathfinder 2nd Edition's 3rd action, action economy, but I feel like it's missing something. Like, I don't think they're... I think they should go full 4th Edition D&D. <laughs> anytime anytime encounter... No one likes 4th Edition except Jeff. Anytime, per encounter, per day, per week. Let's go. 
No, literally, no. The only reason people don't like fourth edition is because it wasn't three point five. Because the only reason Paizo exists is they appealed to Grimdark and said, "Hey, we're gonna project the number crunch. Don't worry. We're gonna give you a way to wink again on the internet because you managed to spur out hard enough to make a broken character. Thank you." Anyway, I don't think the action economy in second edition is like diverse enough. So I think I would take it to be like a three action economy, but there's like a like an action where you can only move, an action where you can do like small, tiny little things like really fast, swiftly, and like just a main, like a standard action. Uh, yeah, one issue I have with second edition is like the interact thing. It's kind of dumb. Uh, that takes a whole action by itself. So like drawing a weapon technically takes one, but normally in in regular Pathfinder, as long as you have a BAB of plus one, you can draw a weapon as part of your move action. That seems kind of silly to me. Also, not, that's the other thing about second edition. The rules are not like well written. Like, it's to like tuck things in here and there that are really important. And then you gotta go dig them. Will, do you have any opinions on this? I honestly uh, really like second edition. I haven't really got to play it a super lot. But uh, I feel like it would be too soon for third edition. Let's cut out intelligence as a stat and. It's just Pathfinder 3, all himbos. I think Pathfinder 3rd Edition should be uh, much cooler. Eh. And on that note, thank you everybody for joining us. I yeah. hope you enjoyed episode 50. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you enjoy us for the next couple weeks, because that's probably as long as we'll last. So with that being said... As that's the end of our broadcast week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Goodbye, viewers. Goodbye forever.